Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson, Rob Ensley, and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports Station. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Weldcraft, and Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Harbor Marine, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, coming to you live and on location from the mobile RoyRobinsonRV.com studios and uh, it, it, from scenic Astoria, right? Lewis and Clark RV Park. And uh, we're down here to fish Buoy 10. Our next guest is probably on the water fishing Buoy 10. Log on to GetHookedNW.com. That's the, that's the website of a match handler. Good morning, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? Good morning, guys. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great. We're waiting. We want to go do what you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah. What's it look like out there this morning? So it's got a little bit of that marine layer. Um, it's actually looking looking pretty nice. Not quite as choppy as yesterday. A little bit of a south wind and uh, looking good. People are out here fishing. What's uh what what part of the river are you in? What what drag so, are you on right now? I I'm holding into it on the incoming tide in front of the just in front of the bridge at the RV park. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. And, yeah, just holding and into I, it. I imagine on a Saturday morning you're you're on a Saturday morning you're not exactly alone this morning out there either, right? I'm 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 not. I can definitely see uh the bulk <laughs> of the boats are just below me. So what has been working out there for you, Matt? You know, um, I'm a big bait guy. I love fishing bait, but I've been playing. You made me some of the most amazing spinners, and I finally caught my first fish on a spinner yesterday that that you made. Um, and, And I know those spinners just flat out work, and I know you've been fishing some spinners. Tell us a little bit about, you know, colors and leader length and how you fish those things and when you fish them. Yeah, so I, I I like to fish the spinners with the with the pro troll flasher so that it gives it that 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 action, and I like to fish pretty short leader, you know, anywhere from you know thirty to thirty five inches, and um, you know I like to fish those suspended primarily, never usually on the bottom, but I like to you know get them get them close, and I I uh, I, I like the for down at Bowie Ten I I like some bright colors like the pinks chartreuses something to really get their attention so coming from a couple downrigger fishermen here with joey and i we're i mean i i like running those baits on heavier sinkers right underneath the boat but that's not the spinner program at all is it it's not it's not yeah i want to get them get them out you know behind the boat and and um you know i like when i'm just fishing spinners alone i, I like to get them moving Troll, troll, you know, get some speed to them, get that action, get that action rolling. Whereas we're fishing bait, which is actually what I'm doing right now, you know, a little bit slower. Gotcha. And is there a correlation between water temperature and a spinner bite? It seems like in the warmer water temps, guys like to go to a spinner. You know, maybe you need that whipping around action to get those fish to go. Is is that kind of what you, you see out there? Absolutely, and then you know, obviously, as we move up river, the water gets warmer. We're primarily fishing spinners, and and and, and then down in Astoria, here is the 
these smaller tides, we've got, you know, a little bit warmer water temps, and those spinners can, can really start to put in some work. Nice. Well, so, but, obviously, bait is still king in the Columbia <laughs> for me. Um, so what? You knew that was coming, Matt. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. right, that was coming. Uh, so, and, I've, and I've gone back to bait. I mean, I'm, I'm, fishing, I'm fishing three baits right now because that is just what's flat out working. And I, I, right. I also love fishing cut plug herring and it's what i first started doing down here and i kind of getting back to the roots and, and really enjoying doing that as well and I've, i'm doing that more this year than i did last year and it's been producing well yeah it, that, it definitely it, has because when while you were back home i was talking with matt quite a bit on the river and and uh you know and we started talking and he, and he said yeah you know just yeah, i told him it's it's been you know rotating the, the inline flashers and 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 bait and he goes oh old school okay i'm gonna try you know, i'm gonna try going old school it's not old school dude it's school okay it's just cool <laughs> matt chandler get hooked right. northwest joining us this morning and and matt you 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 know buoy 10 is just a part of your season you're gonna chase these fish right up the creek so you know, give us a look at your at your September. Give us a look at your October. What what are some of the fisheries you're participating in the Columbia River drainage, Matt? Absolutely. So I'm going to finish up. I'm going to fish down here through probably the end of the month, and then come September 1st, I'm going to work my way up river and uh, hit probably Longview and uh, Kalama area, and then I'll have to go above uh, Warrior Rock. Uh, I think on the seventh. And just for, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it's going to close below Warrior Rock uh, around the 7th. And then I'll work that, that Vancouver Woodland area until it closes on the 13th. And then I'll go above Bonneville and, and continue chasing those fish up, up near uh, Hood River and the, the quick attack. It, it's got to be, you know, exciting thinking about what that upper river fishery is going to be like later on with the numbers we're seeing down here. Um and so how much how much does the are you still gonna you're probably still gonna be running a similar program up there you're gonna be running spinners right probably absolutely yes definitely i'm gonna run spinners up there um i am really excited because i think that you know i'm just gonna say it they're 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 wrong on the numbers i think we have a nice you know good healthy run more than what they expect and and you know we've been letting go all these wild fish down here that are going to end up up river and i i feel like it's going to be really good yeah for sure buoy yep. tent switches to all chinook on on august 25th but Uh-oh. all the fisheries all the fisheries oh, yeah. Up, yeah 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 all wow. chinook all but right. hatchery coho um but then on upriver, I don't believe it is a selective fishery. I mean, once once we get past this buoy ten phase, then it's uh, if it's a chinook, we uh, we get to keep it. Is that a fair statement, Matt Chandler? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Even right now, um, you can keep wild chinook above, I believe, above Cathlamet right now. You can. Gotcha. That's that's going to make a difference when and and have you seen in general less boat traffic this buoy season? Or this yeah, weekend season. I mean, up and, up, a little up bit. Until the last couple of days, I'd say it's just, yes, yeah, been half of what we would normally see. And I don't know, <clears throat> and you know, what that is. And, you know, if it's just people aren't coming down here as much or just waiting for prime time. I'm sure some people are just waiting for, for when they can, you know, keep wild fish. But definitely that. Uh, there's definitely people down here now. People are here for this weekend. Oh, yeah. And, and, <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know, for sure. Uh, yes, absolutely. It, it definitely has been a. a you know, pretty quiet season down here. 
Well, I, you know, it's probably half of it's probably the fin clip restriction, half it's probably gas prices, but dude. But I but yeah. I expect uh, I, I expect people to be rolling in more. But yeah, I definitely saw we definitely saw more boats on the water yesterday. Well, and I think what happened there was, you know, a lot of guys decided they were going to stay at home and wait until they could actually yeah. keep a, a wild fish down here. And then they heard what was going on down here. And a lot of guys decided, well, I'm, I'm going to pull the pull the shoot and I'm headed because the fishing has been some of the best buoy tent fishing yeah, we've yeah. seen in, in many, many years. So yep. what, 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 what mark rate are you seeing? I mean, it, it, is it, is it 60, 40? Are we seeing a, a, a slight, a slight edge to the hatchery fish? It's it, you know, or is it been 50, 50 for you? What, how many hatchery fish you see in a comparison to wild Over, Overall, I'd probably say closer to the 60, 40, maybe 50, yeah, 50, yeah. but it's so day to day dependent. I mean, one it's day, fly. you know, I'll get, I'll get all keepers. The next day I'll, it'll be five to one. Um, yeah, but I'd yeah. say overall. We heard that from Buzz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd say overall we're, um, you know, about, about 50, 50, 60, 40. So Wednesday morning, Eric Lindy gets up under the bridge takes a left goes down below the bridge sets his gear out gets a quad gets four chinook they're all hatchery fish he's done by 6 55 a.m <laughs> he got them all they were all had oh dude you know that's just he got a quad he's a fishing god but i tell you what matt chandler we sure appreciate talking to you and, and swapping information for you we'll be doing so as soon as we get done with the radio show good luck today buddy keep in touch and uh, go get him thanks for having me on guys appreciate it we'll see you out here in a bit Right, thanks, thanks, thanks so much. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed, award-winning Northwest Outdoor Port right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and the 710 app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Les Schwab Tires, taking your safety seriously for over 70 years. Three days of sturgeon fishing on the Lower Columbia. Oregon, Washington State Fishery Managers announced Thursday that a section of the Lower Columbia will be open for three days of sturgeon retention in September. Anglers will be able to retain white sturgeon on the Columbia River from the Wana Power Line upstream to Bonneville Dam, including the Cowlitz River, on September 10th, 14th, and 17th. WDFW and ODFW will carefully monitor and catch rates to ensure conservation goals are met, as well as determining if we may be able to open additional opportunities after the first few days of fishing. The 2022 guideline for sturgeon on this portion of the river is 800 sturgeon. Anglers may retain only white sturgeon measuring 44 to 50 inches fork length. Catch limits during the season are one per day. Only one single point barbless hook is allowed when fishing for sturgeon. Chinook season keeps percolating right along in August, and some larger hatchery Chinook are definitely spicing up the action. Marine Area 10, Seattle Bremerton, is estimated at 2,306 Chinook harvested from the quota of 3,900, which is 60%, so it's an all-go in Area 10. Area 11, Tacoma Vachon, is a very different story as 2,724 Chinook have been harvested, which amounts to 98% of the 2,800 Chinook quota as of August 17th. That is it for Chinook retention in MA-11. A reminder that areas 8 and 9 are currently open for fishing for coho and area 7 in in the San Juans and area 7's Bellingham Bay is starting to kick off as well. Stay tuned for Holiday Sports Kevin John's Rundown in in the next uh, segment and the best Chinook fishing opportunity in the Puget Sound summer. Coastal Chinook. Oh, um, just another fabulous fishing week in Marine Area 1, the Oaxaca. 
To date, Area 1 reports a Chinook catch of 4,500 Chinook, which is 59% of the Area 1 guideline. Coho remains beyond white hot with 6,200 anglers bagging 7,800 silvers for a 1.4 fish per rod average. Marine Area 2, Westport reported 3,600 anglers with 1,320 Chinook and 4,900 coho for a 1.7 fish per rod place pace, which is currently the best on the coast. Lonely Lapush was attended by only 275 anglers who averaged 1.3 fish per rod in solitude on the Big Blue. Marine Area 4, Nia Bay, reported 850 anglers with 332 Chinook and 610 coho for 1.2 fish per rod. Coastwide, we're at 32% of the coho quota. 70% of the Chinook numbers, so the goal of getting the coastal salmon season stretched out to Labor Day weekend looks very likely. Learn the history of Puget Sound boat building. Please come to the Marysville Historical Society's. We welcome author Catherine Smith Alderman to our museum at 6805 Armor Road in Marysville. This happens on Monday, August 22nd at 6 p.m. Catherine is the author of The Origins of Glass Ply, The Men and Their Stories. This is the compelling and fascinating story of her father and his journey with a fiberglass building supply manufacturer that eventually blossomed in one of the most recognizable and popular regional boat, brand, regional, regional boat brands, namely Glass Ply Boats. Catherine will be giving a presentation in her new book, The Origins of Glass Ply, will be available for purchase and signing following Catherine Smith Alderman's talk. Monday, August 22nd, 6 p.m. at the Marysville Historical Society Museum. Zero in on Westport. It's been a very solid season. Marine Area 2, also known as Westport, Washington. So solid, in fact, that the area anglers are something of a victim of their own successes. The final day of Chinook retention is Monday, August 22nd, but Westport will remain open for two hatchery coho daily. Possession of a Chinook on a board on board a vessel in transit is also unlawful to reduce the number of anglers that are running from Westport to Marine Area 1 to catch Chinook. According to WDFW, due to the high Chinook catch rate so far this season, this action is necessary to not exceed the modest Chinook guideline and preserve the length of the season while continuing to allow opportunity to access significant coho abundance and fish for salmon seven days per week. Arguably the region's signature fishery, Buoy 10, has been experiencing fairly low angling effort. And while the Chinook mark rate hovers around 50%, the catching has been very above average. On the heels of last year's half a million returning Chinook salmon, we're looking at another 500,000 returning Chinook and close to a million coho being forecast to return this year. So in other words, it's gonna be epic. Things have tightened up a bit from last year, so here's the drill. Through August 24th, two hatchery salmon, uh, daily limit, one Chinook, followed by an all Chinook from August 25th through September 7th, a three hatchery mark coho daily season begins September 8th through the 30th. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. Find the best in tires, brakes, wheels, batteries, shocks, struts, and more at leschwab.com. We got to go do that Bellingham Bay deal, dude. I, well, I... Uncle Ray is there. He's sending me videos. <laughs> oh, no. he, and, you know, he's there with one two three four guide boats no kidding yeah so right. so those guys are in there they're uh the, the usual suspects in oh, there yeah. trolling around so we'll get <laughs> we'll get a full report from this... uncle ray but you know that thing could really go off you know every chinook fishery in the state has gone on mm-hmm. why yeah. wouldn't this thing go on? well there's only five guys up there right now yeah. guys. all right so, so... This is this is where we become extremely unpopular by ratting out your last best Chinook opportunity in Puget Sound. And it's in the East Area Seven. It's Bellingham Bay. Kevin John, Holiday Sports, going to run this down for us next, right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station Seven Ten, and the Seattle Sports App. 
Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the Renaissance Marine Group.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. The website is holidaysportsburlington.com. You walk in the door, you look behind the real counter, and there he is. Kevin John. Kevin John, the knot tire, the gear, all-knowing, all-seeing, brain behind the nerve center of Skagit County angling and hunting and everything. What's up, KJ? Morning, guys. You're don't, don't be shy because we're going to have you rat out the whole Bellingham Bay fishery to the entire coast, right? <laughs> you ready for this? You're, and nobody up there is going to mind a little bit that the four or five boats that are on there are going to have company the rest of the week. No, seriously, how can you not have pretty lofty expectations for this fishery given what's going on this summer in and around the Sound? Yeah, I mean, our, our Chinook fisheries have been great everywhere we're looking, uh, you know, and we're seeing those inflated returns to all those different hatcheries. And, of course, the Samish is one of those that is putting out a, a huge chunk of those fish. Uh, you know, last year on the Samish, they surplused about 9,000 fish. 8,500 of those were jacks. Um, so, you know, this year we're looking at having a ton of jacks off of the next set, but a whole bunch of two-year-old fish coming through. Um, so that's just going to continue to build, uh, and that's – that's great for uh, for that fishery in particular. You know, those fish tend to hold, you know, inside Aguinas and, uh, you know, up Sinclair, Lummi, and, you know, kind of push for the river. We haven't seen any rain in a while. So the, the jig fishery on the inside hasn't really lit off yet, which really is going to lend itself to, you know, those guys out there trolling in deeper water up, you know, up off of Lummi and Sinclair. You're in pretty good shape right now. Is that mostly a hoochie program spoons what are what are guys really effective uh catching those chinook on uh it seems like the last couple of years most of those guys have either been running spoons um you know three and three and a half inch like kingfisher type stuff uh or herring in a helmet um you know we we do certainly get the privilege of playing with a few dogfish up there yet um this time of year um so you know trolling a little bit quicker is going to help you out so we tend to not see too many guys do the cut plug thing um, but, uh, you, you know, running a bait and a helmet's always a, a solid option and, and typically what I would start out with myself. And I would imagine those fish are in the dirt. You're probably going to want to be, you know, very close to the bottom. I know I would be dragging my cannonball that, around. That kind of depends where you're at. Sure. Um, okay. you know, if, if you're looking along Lummi, um, you know, most of those fish are suspended. Um, and those guys are catching them hundred, well, anywhere from like 70 to 120 feet. Um, a lot of those fish, uh, and that can be in a couple hundred feet of water. Um, so they're not necessarily on the carpet, although we certainly find a few of them that way. Um, you know, we've got a pretty decent sockeye return headed towards the Fraser, and those fish are still around too. Um, not only are there a ton of them on the outside, um, but it's not all that uncommon for guys to bump into them up there at the top end of Lummi as well. So, you know, you see some fish suspended in that top, you know, 40 or 50 foot of the column. Um, you know, they're typically sockeye, you know, drop out a pink squid and troll real slow for them. And, um, but, you know, some of those guys are really surprised how many sockeye they can actually bonk. Um, the cool yeah. thing with this Bellingham Bay fishery is it's a four fish bag limit, two of which can be Chinook, uh, and then it's clipped or unclipped on both Chinook and Coho. Um, so anything that you're going to hook in there, you're going to get to put in the box. Uh, and there's not too many places in this state we get to say that anymore. Yeah, and, and it was so sad that, that folks 
didn't understand that in the Elliott Bay fishery that went on for two weekends, thinking that it was a you know standard area 10, area 11 deal that's a selective fishery, but our bubble fisheries, you're in a bubble, you catch it, you keep it, yep. Yep. right? That's that's yep, the deal. Fisheries. So, yeah, and and so you know, and I I got to kind of call out WDFW on the sad level of of customer service with regard to letting people know because when the fish checkers are got you know people coming back and they're reporting released fish and fisheries that you don't need to release them that's you know they we could have done a little better job kind of getting yeah, word definitely. out on that so when does the jig fishery kind of get going because joey and i like to go vertical on these things as do you um is are, are we going to need a little moisture to hit the mountains and i should point out that yes we are talking to kevin john holiday sports and skagit arms up in burlington just off i-5 on highway 20 right on your way to the san juan islands um but are we going to need a rain to get those those critters to kind of push into the river mouths a little tighter before we can go do a little jig program on them, Kevin? Yeah, it's certainly going to help. Um, you know, I mean, it's always a good way to go kill an afternoon, right, to, to go out there and, and jig the channels. But, uh, you know, when you start seeing all those guys lining up on the mouth of the river because they're catching a few fish in the river, um, you know, that's that's really what I'm going to think about going out there and trying to, to get in the bay and start jigging them. And it's really going to take some rain for that to happen. Um, you know, we're basically, you know, right on right on course for what we've seen the last couple of years as far as uh you know run timing in the river and it, it's just going to take a little moisture to get those guys to to poke their nose in and start playing um you know that sandwich is you know pretty small system obviously so a lot of those fish move in and out of it before they really commit and, and decide to move up into the river um so having some fresh water coming in to get those guys to to commit and, and try that uh it is a huge help uh not only for the chinook but also for the coho kind of get them pulled up into the bay where they're a little bit easier to get out there just kind of a microcosm of what we're seeing here in buoy Town. yeah for with, sure with fish flushing in yeah. and out with the tides yeah. and a bunch of different systems so if you had to put your finger on a weak peak activity when to be there for the for the troll fishery that you're discussing kevin when would that be uh well you know last year uh the troll fishery kicked off pretty solid with some some big fish like on the 17th right the i think was the, right the first away. time i started seeing them um and you know a lot of guys keep it pretty quiet but uh you know basically not anymore right through labor day <laughs> sorry yeah. sorry Shh. don't tell anybody you know right up through labor day um you know it, it should be pretty consistent and then as soon as we hit labor day um you know we usually see a few more of those fish going for the river and that's when we really tend to see the bay really light up um and and i would expect to see more of the same thing um you know some of those fish will push in and, and kind of stack up on the east side of eliza uh, as they commit more to samish bay um so you may not be fishing quite so much lummy itself but you'll you'll move a little bit further south and east um but i mean well through the middle of of uh of september you know you, you should be able to expect some pr pretty consistent fishing all right, nice. we're, we're going to be parking as certain Yamaha-powered Duckworth outside the store, and you think you're going to be going to work, but we're going to grab you and throw you in the boat and, and head for Washington Park, okay? Because there you we, go. we got to go. Dude, I would get... imagine there won't be a lot of fight. Yeah. He'll go. All right, He'll tell, go fairly easily. Tell, tell Antha to give you the day off, and he's Anthony's coming too, okay? <laughs> well, well, what's going on with the coho fishing up there in the islands? Are, are you hearing anything? I mean, are, are, are we seeing more coho swimming around up there? Yeah, there there's a bunch of fish around uh the, the headache so far has been that they're predominantly uh, unclipped fish at this point um okay. and, and we've still seen quite a few of those smaller fish so you know five and six pounds 
Um, the, the bulk of those fish are on the outside. Um, you know, so there's, you're certainly going to run into a, a couple of Chinook out there too. Um, but you know, the clip rate's been, been not great to this point. Uh, you're certainly going to find a couple of fish to play with, uh, but whether or not you get to put one in the box is a little different deal. Uh, again, there's, there's been quite a few sockeye on the outside as well. Um, so, you know, you can gear yourself up a little bit more towards, uh, you know, targeting those guys. Uh, if you get into the right batch of fish, I know right before we opened up, there were just piles of them off a pile point there on the outside. Um, so, you know, you, you want to go play with something right now, I would, you know, run to the outside. That's a great way to get the kids playing with something that they can do. Um, I'm just not sure that you're going to consistently be able to bring back, you know, more than a fish or two. But you could bring back some prawns. You can bring back some crab, Absolutely. which is also currently fair game in the islands. So what's what's going on there? Yeah, so shrimp is, uh, they gave us our last opener here. It runs through the 21st in, uh, in 7 South and in 6. Uh, so that's going to give you iceberg, uh, you know, and then basically all the banks. Um, which is another good opportunity to go out there and drag around for a halibut, which is also open. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I would pretty seriously think about going and dumping some shrimp pots down off a eastern bank or something and trolling a cut plug herring down the side of that thing and hoping I find a big flatfish to bring home too. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I've seen a couple of fish have come off of eastern. Um, we had a, a buddy a couple of weeks ago had a, had a good fish down off of Casey, um, you know, I guess that last week that it was open for, for Chinook. So there's, there's still certainly some, some halibut around, uh, and we're just going to see those numbers start to improve. Dogfish haven't been terrible. There's still certainly dogfish around, um, but they're not like they were, you know, early in the summer. Um, so, you know, that, that's another one that's kind of flying under the radar for a lot of guys, but uh, that's a great way to, to kill a day, especially when we get weather like we've got right now. Go soak some pots and, and float around for a, for a flatfish. Yeah, well, and and a lot of guys don't really think about that, but, you know, this time of year, maybe there's not as many halibut out there, so get out there and and slow troll around those bars, you know, and maybe on a on a low slack tide when you don't have a lot of water movement and you can really slow. when you want your pot soaking anyway. Yep, and you can really slow your boat down and just keep your stuff right on the bottom and move around and cover ground. And you will catch halibut this time of year. We've done it many times, you know, back when we we could fish salmon out there. um, You know, we would, we'd pick up the occasional halibut and it was always uh, a little tear run down your cheek when you had to let them go. But now, you do not have to do that. You can have a fresh halibut dinner. Kevin John, what? Fishing for a hatchery halibut. Yeah. <laughs> well put, brother. Last time I was in Skagit Arms, looked like there's a lot of shot shells in there. Maybe time for guys to get in there and uh, stock up for uh, for duck season. I know you're you're getting the pick of the pack, but uh, Skagit Arms looks like they're finally uh, finally got some uh, some ammo for waterfowl seasons coming up. Yeah, we, we're stacked up pretty good right now. You know, it's it's not every single load, um, but like you said, you know, no time like the present. You got to get in there and get it now while it's there. Um, you know, we we really don't know what the pipeline is going to continue to look at through the season and obviously everybody's had a rough time with it here the last couple of years uh you know i've already picked up you know four or five cases of shells to make sure i've got enough to get me through um but uh you know i go poke my head in there every week and see what else is showing up because i've still got a few things on my wish list and uh that's not a bad thing to do we got you know early goose is you know a couple three weeks away um you know so stuff's all about to kick off here, uh, and and it's certainly time to think about picking up shells for the season. You gotta get well, your- and last time I was in, um, you had a ton of new Sitka gear in there, and, and I 
yep. I didn't get out of the store without a, a brand new pair of Sitka pants. But you also have, uh, I think you had the new Sitka waders in there, right? Yep. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. We're pretty much the only place on the West Coast that's that's carrying anything. Uh, and we're sitting in really good shape as is. Um, so Those you know, things are there's awesome. another one. Get in here, do you, get, do you have any in, get yourself a pair. Do you have any in 5XL tall fat? <laughs> they can sew like three Any, pairs three together. pairs get two pairs together and freaking no dude look around if you got a pair of my size I'll, I'll come up and get them when we get done but uh i tell you what center fire stuff too you got to sight in that rifle you need some extra rounds it, it, skagit arms absolutely your go-to i mean they they have stuff when when other people just flat don't he's kevin john he's holiday sports he's behind the real counter go check him out kevin i'll be in touch buddy thank you for uh, joining us this morning and uh keep your finger on that pulse of bellingham bay because we're going to go do that man for sure Sounds good. All right, buddy. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Coming up next, the hottest report heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson, RV.com's Really? Where? And it's next here on the Seattle Sports 710 and the Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island is tinning the ladies. Where'd you get him, man? No way. you you got to tell me. I'm not going to tell anybody. Hey man, can you tell me where you got them? I'll never put on a nice jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really? Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? It's time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest. Head over to Roy Robinson RV Center. You're going to find a complete selection of Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, tow haulers, pop-ups, campers, and so very much more, including the all-new Thor Miramar 38-foot coach, which just happens to be our broadcast mm-hmm. studio this morning, coming to you live and on location at the Lewis and Clark Golf and RV Park in scenic and historic Astoria, Oregon. It's been fun. Phil. Oh, yeah. Spielgene is yeah. here from Yamaha and to experience take him out there. his first buoy 10 experience. Ruin he, him. He jumps on a plane in yep. Georgia yesterday. Yep, yesterday afternoon. Flew yeah. into SeaTac. SeaTac. Rented a car. Yep, rented a car and then joined uh, a few million of my favorite friends to sit in the parking lot of I-5 for a couple hours till we decided then we could actually start driving down here together. It was oh. fantastic. I can't wait to do this. I've been scrolling through all of the social medias <laughs> and seeing all of the people, friending people. Uh, hey, I see you have hey. this bridge I recognize in the background. Friend request. You know? <laughs> I see you're a guide. I can't, I can't wait to wait. Rods explode. This can be fantastic. Oh, man. And, and you know, we talked about this a little earlier, Bruce. I mean, you know, we've you and I have caught a pile of fish together and, and done a bunch on downriggers. But to get down here and just watch the rods fold. The thing that is is tough to to grasp, though, is Matt talked about it in terms of that there was didn't seem to be that much traffic out on the river, that sort of thing. You know, in terms of what in prior years we're used to, I think any number of people got apprehensive in terms of oh gosh, there's that clipped restriction type thing, so slowed it down. This morning outside our hotel, there was at 4:30 in the morning there was the lineup heading for the launch, and there hasn't been that with you for the last couple days. So the people are coming down here, and the truth of the matter is whether it's clipped or unclipped this has been huge in in terms of the fishery i mean there are a lot of fish in the water and a lot of opportunities it'd be one thing if if you have this unprecedented fin clip restriction for the first three weeks of the season on a low abundance year yes Yes. that'd be one thing 
but that's absolutely not what we're seeing. You know, again, and we just had Buzz Ramsey come by the RV here and grab bait and grab his fish that we caught. And, you know, I mean, and I mean, we had by 10 o'clock in the morning, 15, 16 chances when we had Buzz on the boat on, on Thursday and, and just, you know, it was, a, it was a kick in the pants. Yeah. But then to catch those fish and be done and, 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 but everybody's experience is going to be different. Sometimes every day is going to be different. Day, yeah. Every day for sure. But one thing we know is, you know, we're right now coming into the peak. The tides are very, very mellow. Um, like you said, there could be a Saturday morning ramp line. Probably oh, was, man. There was this morning on the East Morning launching, Basin, for yes. sure. Yeah. yeah, which is where we're heading. But chances are to be damped, tamped down by then. But uh, yeah, I knew, I knew it was not going to stay mellow. You know, mellow for very long. And, and you know, my phone guys start seeing what's going on, and then they're like, okay, time, you know, guys start pushing pushing it up okay i'm you know what i'm coming i'm coming and uh so we got a bunch of new guys down here and uh i like that i like seeing i like looking across and not being able to see land on the other side (laughs) all you see is boats you know it's and it's a boat show you we we see so many cool boats we were in the yesterday we're down there and it's like oh and there's another duckworth we were surrounded by a bunch of duckworth boats and all different shapes and sizes and varieties it's just, uh, it's just, you know, you got to come down and experience it. It's buoy ten. It is buoy ten, no question about it. And on Thursday, you can keep any chinook. So you just got a few more days of this to go. Yeah, this weekend's going to be busy. Next weekend's going to be, you know, phenomenal. Especially since the twenty second, which is Monday, is going to be the last day of chinook retention in Westport. Mm-hmm. And and even now this weekend, one of the restrictions in Westport is you can't leave area two to go. F- retain a chinook in area one and then and return come back. back yeah so yeah. They're, they're trying to protect um you know what's left of that of that ocean quota out there too but you know it, it, from on a coastwide perspective we're still looking pretty good to make it the labor day at, at least we're fishing coho and you know in a lot of our areas you know la push remains open for chinook and there's if you don't think there's chinook and la push that, that just always blows me away that there's not even 500 guys they, they encounter in a week in la push and it's not that much farther than Nia bay then you can kind of run up and, and do what you need to do. But you can still catch them in Nia Bay. You can still catch them in, um, still catch them in Owaco after this and still catch them, um, you know, obviously in the push. The Bellingham Bay thing we just covered with, with Kevin John, another opportunity. Don't forget, don't sleep on Marine Area 10. 10. You know, I mean, that's that's going to be solid too. So, But then, you know, we've, we've got this coho fishery to fall back on, which is, is going to be epic and, I and think, currently is in CQ. It's not. I think we're going to see big numbers. And we're going to see big fish, which I, I normally agree. doesn't happen. But we, you know, we've seen some really nice sized co and Puget Sound caught already. We had one that was almost 10 pounds on August 2nd. Yes, that's a big coho for that early. And and again, coho are just fascinating animals. Their 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 metabolic rate is such that they double their body size in their last four to five months of life. That's how voraciously they feed. They're just and and so when they encounter your gear, guess what they're going to do? smash it smash it and and it's so much fun but but if i you know gun to my head i had to catch a coho this morning i'd probably be on the east side of possession looking for a rip looking for surface activity and god bless coho <laughs> you'll see jumpers yeah that's now jumpers aren't necessarily biters but there's probably biters down below them yeah and and when you see those jumpers around you just got to start Turn in yeah, circles sure. and find those fish that are going to bite. And be ready to go vertical. Have be a ready. couple jigs yep. next to you. you know, and, and be ready to just unsnap your downrigger gear and snap a sinker and a lead on. It's super easy. But but the fun in coho 
is not just grinding around and catching one like you generally got to do for a Chinook is having doubles, mm-hmm. having triples, piling everybody up. And, and when you're in the right location, that's going to happen. But you got to be prepared for that. Tie some mooching leaders, have a short, stiff rod for a jig, and be able to switch over away from downriggers and go vertical. Because you learn so much from that type of gear switchover situation. It's productive and it's fun. And no kid in your boat wants to stare at a downrigger for 15 minutes yeah they don't no nope and and you know they don't even really care if they catch a fish but if they have a rod in hand and they're able to you know they're doing something that keeps them involved and and i i think this is going to be one of those co seasons where you're going to you'll be able to get out there and you're going to learn a lot because you're going to catch fish and when we talk about that it's hard to learn stuff when you're not catching fish you need a lot of fish around. You know, that's why Alaska is so cool. You can go yeah, up there and you, sure. like Robbo, you know, oh, guess what? They bite bare hooks. Right. <laughs> you know, when there's a lot of fish around, you're going to catch a lot of fish and you learn things. And yeah. in Puget Sound, this coho season, people are going to get out there and they're going to learn some stuff. And they're going to learn some tricks. But the other, the other component of success, though, is you've got to have a Joey Pyburn on the screen going, Dude. now, 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 now. <laughs> Drop those jigs and bring them up. Yeah, so much fun. You know, and, and shoot, Bruce, I mean, we've, we've had some experiences, you know, here in Washington, here in Bluetown, and, and up in Alaska, too. But this one over here, Mr. Mr. Spielgey and the Yamaha rep he's, of the fishing program. He's salivating dude, a little I'd bit. I'm well, not sure what that's but, all about. But, start, is he shaking? How? What's going on? I may or may not have been checking tides. Sorry, what are okay, you saying? Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about what? Well, but, but the thing of it is, and, and, and from myself and, and Joey's perspective, to have our engine manufacturer on the boat fishing, to have the boat manufacturer on the boat fishing, and to, have, and to see product innovation born of this, what angler out there doesn't want to be part of that? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I, I like to say we, we could really build anything we wanted. It just takes time. It just takes money. It just takes human beings. We can get all of those assets, but what do we really want to do? And this is how you find those things out. That's the, that's the real pull through that you get when you get a product that just works right. You check the reliability. You check all of the efficiency boxes you need to. And now we dive into the real stuff, the, the authentic. And you, and you can't get it just off of Google or getting around. So now fish twice with Bruce here, Alaska, we've done some great stuff and, and we're going to build, you know, better products to your question earlier. What do we do? This is, this is what differentiates real world products versus just some stuff. Some people can make that are really smart. So I, thanks for the opportunities to come up here with you guys and talk about this. And, and more than anything, I just tell everybody out there, we appreciate you. I appreciate being here. Obviously I, I'm, what was this, Oregon, Washington, <laughs> Alaska, and I may or may not be in a country north of here in a few days. <laughs> he has a problem, but, yeah. it's, but it's a good problem, and all the anglers around here are, are definitely going to benefit from it. You know, I'm just definitely looking forward to that. And, of course, the partnership with Duckworth has been a complete kick in the pants. And so, so uh, we're going we're gonna to clean up the sea beast, and it, and it may be seen coming to a Seattle boat show near you. And... I think there's a good opportunity there. We'll get those new electric, integrated electric motors on there, the – full Hellmaster suite so uh, you guys can talk about how good that is and uh, um, you know, just a, a lot of neat things about it we promise to clean the fish boxes and the bait boxes yeah okay? we'll give so her a it a good scrubbing yeah it, it, it won't stink but uh, and, and I'm definitely not wishing my season away because we had a lot of fishing to do and we certainly appreciate everybody out there listening um, so uh, you missed any of the show jump on mynorthwest.com hit the podcast on theoutdoorline.com or download that Apple podcast app uh, give us a follow on social media at Joey Pyburn, at Phil Spielgene, mm, at yeah. at Brute at at Duckworth Boats, right? At David Foyt, 
Yes, absolutely. Do that too. Uh, for Matt Nelson back in our Seattle studios, uh, for Joey Pyburn, for Phil Spielgene, for the quiet David Foyt back there, for uh, Bruce Larson, the Duckworths. We certainly appreciate you being up here. I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line of Seattle Sports Station 710 and the Seattle Sports app.